0: Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. So this is the podcast.
1: Oh, yes. We have a radio
0: show uh, (laughs) and we have a podcast. not, not Not that I'm boasting or anything, but you know... Pretty big time,
1: really. <sighs> Kevin's all warmed up. He's all rugged up. It's chilly-billy well, where it we is.
0: are. Uh, welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and, yes. and me, Kevin Hillier, to the wafting smell of uh, soup <laughs> from our kitchen, uh, which is corn, leek and chicken.
1: Exactly right, Kevin. I've um, I've caught the, uh, the slow-cooking bug. In fact, we had Pauline Christie on this show oh, oh, probably yum. about a year or so back, the slow-cooker queen. Wow. Have I taken some <laughs> handy hints from Pauline.
0: Mag- Magnificent brisket on the weekend, it and now soup. Now and it's it,
1: permeating the whole house, oh, It is,
0: and it's actually really <laughs> nice. I went outside <laughs> and then came back in again just before, and, and, and as I opened the door, it was like, "Oh, that's that's winter. That's that oh, lovely feel. It's hearty. Yeah, it is. It's good. Now, uh, but that has nothing to do no. with uh, with anything that's going on <laughs> on the program because our food poll is yes. uh, is uh, is oh. a very controversial one. I must say, mm. um, it's <laughs> it's it's vegan bacon.
1: Yes, which sometimes... Hang on, did he it,
0: just use those two words well, in the same sentence? it's actually sentence? known
1: to some as bacon.
0: Yeah, I like that. Mm. You you explain that. That's in the food <laughs> poll. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, so it's bacon made out of banana skins.
1: Yes, but it can be made out of other things. But in this particular instance, the photo is of bacon banana skins. Now, I have it on good authority. They taste pretty good. Oh, well, I-
0: oh, oh <laughs> hang on. This is going to make the debate look like well, kindergarten. Well, they look all right. It's going to make the debate look like mm. kindergarten thing, the shouting that'll go on here. We'll get to that later on in our food poll, uh, the, the vegan bacon, mm. the faken. <laughs> uh, but our guest this week is a beauty He's a man who's been around uh, the uh, entertainment industry in various ways mm. um, for, for, oh, what, four decades? Yes. Uh, since the early 1980s. So since 1981... He's officially been a member of the could-have-been-champions.
1: His name is Ian Cover. He's got some great stories to tell. Gee whiz, (laughs) we had a great wag, didn't we? We did, and uh,
0: he's, uh, as I mentioned, a radio performer. Uh, He's been a journalist uh, for many, many years, Uh, started out in the Geelong Addy and then worked for TV scene. Well,
1: yes, he was a TV writer, and he did find himself sitting uh, next to one uh, Kylie Minogue at one stage, which he will detail. He will tell
0: you the story. And, of course, a a Member of Parliament at one stage in the Victorian Parliament. So he's done a fair few things in his time. Yes yes extensive
1: forward. radio background and yep. <laughs> and heard
0: these days so uh, there could have been champions across the ACE radio network yes. which funnily enough is where we, we are heard. Uh, and uh, that's on Friday afternoons we of course <laughs> are on Sunday mornings but uh, that's that's coming up but uh, we have a good show so uh, enjoy. Let's get into it. Yes. Ian Cover, our guest. You're listening to Food bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Ian Cover, <laughs> thank you for joining us on the Food bites uh, show.
2: Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to be with you, uh, Kev, because we go back a long way, Uh, but I'm meeting Sarah for the first time.
1: (laughs) You are. You were just discussing uh, your background, (laughs) you and uh, Kevin. You certainly do go a a long way back, uh, certainly uh, as far as radio is concerned.
0: Well, what I don't know about you, Covey, is that uh, are you a deft hand in the kitchen?
1: Uh,
2: Not really. (laughs) Right. Um, Look, I think I'm like a lot of uh, people. Particularly, blokes, uh, I can make a good toasted sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, just the you know the, the the basic cheese and ham thing. My specialty, I suppose, at some stage was doing a weekly roast, the roast chicken and the veggies and that sort of thing. I can do that, but um, I'm blessed because my wife is such an excellent cook, so uh, my services aren't always required.
1: Uh, but you can survive if you need to.
2: I can indeed, yeah, yeah, Sarah. Um, you know, I can make breakfast, uh, <laughs> lunch, and and dinner. Yeah, yeah, I can.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was, What What are your favourite kind of uh, kinds of foods
2: to eat? Uh, well, this is really interesting because I suppose once upon a time I was very much a you know basic meat and three veg time. Um but in recent years the two daughters and uh, one of our daughters. Um, Coco, she is a fully committed vegan, mm-hmm. has been for the last three years. And um, our other daughter, Olympia, she's seagan in that oh. she, eats, she eats seafood. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard of that. I've heard of a veg Aquarian. I've not heard of a seagan. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So, uh, um, but ultimately, it, you know, I think a lot of people hear about, I mean, I'm not about to um declare myself a fully-fledged vegan, but I have, I suppose you might have had some sort of, you know, preconception, misplaced, that it was, you know, all eating like tofu and boring mm. things, but it, it, it it's plant-based and there's so many, you know, so much food we eat, is a great array of, you know, plants, like with all your veggies and, and all the rest of it, so mm. um, we have quite a variety and, and um, I find it most
1: enjoyable. It's very interesting you bring that up. Um just the other day I was sent a photo of uh it's called Facon. It's vegan bacon, but it's made out of banana skins. Apparently it's beautiful.
2: Yeah, some of these things that they end up making them out of and, and producing something that is totally unrelated to what the core <laughs> ingredient is or was, is remarkable. There is a place in Melbourne where my daughters took me out for Father's Day a few years ago pre COVID. And they said, Oh, you better have dessert. And on the menu was for dessert was a golden gay time.
0: Oh, and,
2: yeah. Yeah. And it looked and tasted exactly like the traditional commercially available, you know, golden gay time. It was fantastic. I don't know how they do it because it didn't have any dairy product, but it was, it comes highly recommended from me.
1: It's amazing. Well, I, I think vegan food and, and generally food for, for people who are intolerant of things, gluten-free food, it's come such a long way to the point now, Ian, that you really can't tell the difference between that and what you might call the real thing.
2: No, no, and you're quite right. Um, knowledge about food and people being really interested in, in, in the food across the whole range of food, not just veganism, but all, all sorts of food, now, where they're sourced from uh, and how it's you know, produced um, – it's all available to us, and it becomes. Easier. And also, that's like the knowledge of things that people are intolerant to. Um, and for so many years, you'd have know, people go, "Oh, I got a pain in the guts after uh, mm-hmm. at, at dinner or something," and, and never really investigate it. Just decided to take a couple of, um, you know, a teaspoon of mylanter,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then um,
1: uh, when you
2: do, do, you can actually discover what what's you know uh, you're tolerant or intolerant to. Makes for so, so much more enjoyable and healthier eating.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ian, um, I'm wondering. You've spent a lot of time around radio stations. A, are you a coffee man? And B, do you and have you drunk the uh, the coffee offerings <laughs> in the radio station?
2: No, and no. Oh. I've never drunk. I've never drunk coffee in my life. Oh. And, uh No, I I, I once uh, tried to cup of coffee when I was very young and I didn't like the taste and even to this day if you get a box of chocolates and it hasn't got the form guide of what the <laughs> what the flavors are yeah. in the chocolate you take a lucky dip I always seem to pick the one that has the <laughs> coffee. coffee flavor
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's interesting you just don't like it yeah and it's funny because
2: when I was a cadet journalist uh, starting out in the caper about you know 45 years ago or something uh, I was working in the office one Sunday afternoon and we had a grumpy old editor that' would come in on a Sunday and, and you just called him, you know, Mr. Irving, you know, and went on with your job. And one day he came in and he walked over with two cups of coffee and he put one down in front of me. It was the first time he would ever spoken. He said, well, I made you a cup of coffee. I go, oh, thanks, Mr. Irving. And then he, just sat, <laughs> then he sat down to talk to me. And, and I had to pretend like bring it up to my lips and pretend to be drinking it because I couldn't say it. I couldn't reject it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Bad career move. Yeah, exactly. So I sort of bluffed my way through it. So, um, so back to your original question, that is one of the things of various radio stations and other media outlets that uh, I've, I've visited or inhabited over the years. I have seen a whole range of coffee offerings and glad I don't
0: drink it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: So are you a tea drinker then? Yes, very much so. Mm. Um, and uh, without milk and without sugar. Yet again, when I was young, I used to, you know, have lots of milk in it and two or three tablespoons of sugar. And a, a few you know, later on in life, myself and a few mates used to go camping, and we'd sit around the campfire or whatever, and we didn't have an esky, Uh Well, we had an esky but it didn't carry milk in it. <laughs> 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 So I had to learn to drink the milk uh, tea without milk and uh, and and have done so ever since.
1: <laughs> Your story about Mr. Irving and the coffee reminds me of a previous guest on this podcast, Sandy Roberts, who said during the uh, the world of sport days, ah, he was ah. summoned upstairs to Ron Casey's office. I think oh. this was eleven o'clock in the morning, and Ron said, "Now, Sandy, what'll you have to drink?" And Sandy <coughs> said, "No, I'll be right, thanks. And Ron said firmly, what will you have to drink? <laughs> and Sandy sta- found himself standing there with a glass of scotch, I yeah. think, at 11 o'clock in the morning.
2: Awesome. Before World of Sports? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it wouldn't have been Ron either. It would have been Mr
1: Casey. Mr Casey. <laughs> uh,
2: goodness.
0: Times have certainly changed. Hey, there could have been champions. I mean, let's mm. do, let's uh, talk about that. Nineteen eighty-one, you started back on uh, on on Triple R. You've been through a few stations since then. Well, not not as many as the Southern Aurora, but close. No, <laughs> uh, you've been through a few time slots too. You've gone from Sunday nights to Saturdays, and and now Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon, between
2: four and six on the Ace Radio Network, and uh, we're thoroughly enjoying that. And um, I suppose, in, in many ways, well we have got thursday night footy now but you know in, in recent years it's been the move into the weekend the footy starts on a friday night and uh, we find that's a good time slot to, to lead into and i must say i think with a completely self interested um, motive i've got saturdays off for the first time in winter for 41 years oh, wow uh, uh, you, you hear footballers go well, while well, i'm finishing up my career and well one good thing is you know i'll, I'll have saturdays off after the last 15 years at 15, <laughs> <laughs> Oh Goodness me. Do you still love the footy, Caps? Uh, yes, um, although I must say, um, I think it's, uh, everyone probably agrees on this point, a lot of people do, that the ever-changing rules and all just continue to frustrate and also the, the, the style of footy. I'm, I'm pleased at the highest level that we seem to be getting back into playing a, a quick ball movement type game, I mean, watching, I'm a Geelong fan, and watching Geelong for the last two or three years, mark it, kick it backwards, kick it sideways, has been really uh, frustrating and totally at odds with our song that says, we play the game as it should be played. (laughs) And and and, and I've got to say, I I have found myself more in recent times, and, and I've been doing it this year now I've got sat those off is going and watching my local footy team, yeah. mm. and it's just so much more relaxing standing down on the boundary with a couple of mates watching the game, um, and, and uh, you know, and then you go up the rooms afterwards for a, for a drink, and within half and then both sides are there and supporters, and you wouldn't know who'd won or lost. Everyone's just up there, you know, having a, uh, having a great um, community time together.
1: What are some of your fondest? Uh memories from your uh, your days um, over the journey with the Kota Beans. Oh, how long have we got? Um, <laughs> I know it's a hard question, isn't it, to single out just a few? There must be many.
2: Yeah, there are. In general sense, I think one of the great uh, opportunities that we, we, we were provided by the National Broadcaster was to do our show from every state or territory of Australia and every capital and places in between. So that was just Uh, a a rare privilege. We um, have fond memories of doing – for several years, we broadcast on New Year's Eve from Hobart, and um, all the uh, yachts were in there from the end of the Sydney Hobart yacht race. And I think we pioneered something on radio too. Uh, We called the midnight fireworks. I don't think fireworks (laughs) have ever been called on radio (laughs) before.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that really would like, be theatre of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it went, there's a red one. Oh, there's a yellow one. Oh, there's a big white
2: one. <laughs> I love it. So that was a bit of fun. And um, that was the other thing that we uh, we reflected on, we had a book out uh, two years ago called The Could Have Been Champions 40 Footy Seasons. It's still available through Wilkinson Publishing yep. or go to the Could Have Been's website. And we, we, we sat down to actually talk about 40 years of it and some of the other places we went. And uh, in between doing the radio show, we did a lot of country uh, gigs at footy clubs. Um, and there's many of those. Look, There's a little town called Lelbert, which is up near Kerrang, mm-hmm. and it's probably in the top five gigs of all time. We went there one night. The population of the town was about 150, and there was 350 people there. <laughs> and they came from everywhere. <laughs> uh. Uh, and, and we, we occasionally chartered a little light plane to fly around Victoria. And at some of those country airstrips, you have to be uh, in the plane before midnight, otherwise the pilots can't activate activate the lights on the airstrip. Mm-hmm. And so to get quickly to the airport when we left Lelbert, I think we went across to Kerrang, uh was transported in the back of a divvy van. <laughs> <laughs> a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> well, it got us to the plane. <laughs>
0: oh, I love the old self fulfilling prophecy. Uh, grand final, yeah. you're you saying at the grand final,
2: was, has it yeah. been one year or two years you did that? Uh, we've done two. We did 87.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, 87 was at half time and 95 was pre match. And. Um, on both occasions, Carlton won. I've got a few friends who broke with Carlton. And said, any chance you boys can sing at the grand final when Carlton did it again. <laughs> so that, uh, that was great fun. Of course, the lead-in to 95 was that we actually performed on the ground before the State of Origin match between Victoria and South Australia. And this is probably number one highlight of, of the whole time with the have been for me, was that was the day that the late, great E.J. Whitten did the lap of the MCG with, with mm. Ted Jr.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. And we were on the ground just before that. And then we went off the ground. And as we went off the ground, the car was just bringing Ted out to drive around. And uh, I remember Ted, of course, had lost his sight by mm. then. And we, we, Tony Leonard and himself, Tony being a great bulldog boy, we called out E.J., E.J. And uh, he, he couldn't see us, but he could hear us. And under the bowels of the MCG, he went, it's the Cotowin, the economy. where are we, where are the <laughs> 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 Lovely. Never forget that. It was just fantastic. So, yeah, that was a, a marvellous day. And we obviously passed the audition that day and got invited back to the grand
1: final. Right? Oh, <laughs> it's a lovely memory. Um, <laughs> Ian, uh, you yourself are no uh, stranger to Entering the political fray, and we are in the midst of a federal election. Mm. I was just wondering what of uh, what are your observations on how the whole campaign has unfolded to date? Uh,
2: am I am I able to take that question on notice? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, beautifully
0: done. You can take the politician out of the boy, but anyway,
2: absolutely. Uh, it's uh, well. It, it, it's equally as frustrating as watching the footy sometimes. I think, mm, yeah. yeah. It's, um, yeah uh, uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> do you
0: look um, back on that on your on your term as a, as, a, as a politician and working in the political machinations? As mm. do you have fond memories of that, or do you look back and go, "Why did I do that?"
2: Mm. Oh no, no. I think um, I'm, no. I think it's an honor to serve, and particularly. You know, I was a member for Geelong province and I'm a Geelong boy, so to represent where I, you know, went to school, where I had my first job, um, you know, where I live uh, was was terrific because you feel like you can make a contribution to your your local community. Yeah. Um, It was 25 years ago when I was elected, 1996. Um, It was a pretty, you know, uh, strange cape to be in and a rough and tumble one at the same time. Uh. But I think it's the, it's a lot worse now than it was when I was there, in, yeah. in, 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 in just in cultural terms, and um, and so look, um, I, I I'm always a, you know an optimistic sort of you know person and looks at the positives and that. So it was, I take the view that it was a positive experience to be part of, and you you know you can only do your best and try to make a difference. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. And again, and again, just like being a journalist first. And then a member of parliament. Um, all that remains for me is to be a used car salesman, so <laughs> and oh, I've got the
1: size uh, of, of the lowest ranked occupations in the country. Well, here's here's another question without notice. Now, and we ask all our guests this, and it, and it can be difficult, but uh, if mm. you were holding a dinner party, mm. you could invite anybody you liked, yep. dead or alive, who would be at your table?
2: Now, uh, this one, I'm actually – I, I was given notice. So I oh, no are you? Good on you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first up, and without a shadow of a doubt, the Queen. Oh. Uh, yeah, I reckon – I just would love to meet her and sit down. I, I would sit at one end of the table and she would sit at the other. Uh, I think she's just the most remarkable – Woman or person figure that mm. you know in my lifetime mm. alive who's still alive. I, I was a great rap uh, also in that sort of vein for the late wonderful um, Dame Elizabeth Murdoch, yeah. uh, a fantastic Australian. You know, uh, 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 but the Queen. I mean, what a what a gig! <laughs> Seven, Sarah, Sarah, seventy five years. Yeah. Oh, it's, just yeah, it's incredible. Amazing. Uh, and I'm thinking, if we did invite her to the dinner party, she might be able to get some of her help to come along. <laughs> Absolutely, Andy, but she's yes. re-
1: very resilient, too, given she's just what age of ninety seven, and just um, got through a, a bout of uh, COVID, and is is yeah, back yeah. up and at him again yeah. too.
2: Yeah, yeah. So now, um, and I'm also that look, I, I, I did once have lunch with the king. So I, I just mm. I want to go with the coin. Oh, the king that was Graham Kennedy. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. okay. <laughs> Which was—I only met him once. It was over a lunch that Channel Seven put on one stage, and I was writing about showbiz, and he was fantastic company, was he? Um, wow. very amusing. Uh, I'm going to go the other. I'm going to get Kylie Minogue now. Oh. look, She's had a yeah, Kylie Minogue. When I was writing about showbiz, I met her doing a story about the wedding of of Scott and Charlene oh. on oh. November. Yeah. Can you believe oh. that? Yeah.
1: That was massive at the time.
2: It was indeed. And, and Channel 10 publicity, uh, sort of f- for, for media you know, purposes to pump the show up, put on a mock wedding reception oh. at the old Maxims in Turak Road, South Europe. Oh, goodness oh. me. How about that? Oh. <laughs> wow. And I found myself sitting next to Kylie, so I was dubbed father of the bride <laughs> 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 uh, and, and so I haven't seen her since. So I thought that well, we might catch up, and I'll sit her next to me again after all these years, uh, which would be terrific. Um, I, I, a good dinner party needs to have lots of uh, great, uh, you know, uh, uh, chatter and banter, and you know, all that sort of stuff. We once met and interviewed on our program at the Melbourne Cup, uh, and we used to see you out there. Kev we used to wave to you up yes, on high yeah. when we were down below. Yes, we had on the guest one year, Stephen Fry. Oh, he yeah. He was in Australia doing some sort of book tour or something, and he came on for a chat, was thoroughly engaging, and we had to do that terrible thing where you've got this wonderful guest and said, Stephen, uh, can we just hold it there for a minute? They're about to jump in the second. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes. Uh. And and he said, well, I'm happy to stick around. I thought he would have, you know, you would get some other, you know, the person that might uh, put on a tiz and storm off. But no, he was happy to stay, and he then talked to us between races two and three. So um, he would be – he got a million story to tell, yeah. and uh, he'd be great company. And I'd love to see the interaction between him and the Queen. too that would be mm. good. Um, and I'll tell you what, one other person who um, – a bit of rock and roll for you. And I know because he would make a very good dinner guest because his tastes are very limited, so we don't have to lash out on him. That is Angus Young. Oh, goodness. What now, a mix. Angus Young from ACDC has, well, what an incredible career they've had playing around the world for 40 years. And uh, I once read that he was he had a medical checkup before he went on some rigorous 80-date tour. And the doctor said, You're the sickest man I've ever examined. <laughs> he, said, he said, Do you eat? He goes, Yes. He said, What do you eat? He said, I have three meals a day. He said, "What do you have?" He said, "I have a Mars bar for breakfast, a Mars bar for lunch, two Mars bars for dinner." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> really? Goodness me! <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so uh, he doesn't go. Right. And and the, and around uh, the table is six, and the other one would be my wife Lydia, who. Would probably be doing the cooking, and no doubt would turn on a marvellous spread for us, and even even do something interesting with Angus Young's Mars Bars. <laughs> that's a that's that's a lovely eclectic collection of people, Kobe. Well done. And if I if I put it out to eight, uh, I'd probably get Kevin and Sarah. I think with the other three. Oh, uh, thank you. We'd
1: definitely be there.
2: What do I say? Bad,
0: you can take the politician out of the boy, but. <laughs> Keep the constituents happy. Good move.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: exactly. Hey, uh, the, the could have been, I mean, you show no signs of, uh, of, of being of, of being weary of the, uh, of the of the task in front of you. In fact, uh, anything but, you've sort of reinvented again this year.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, and it's a, it's a funny thing. On the one hand, you might say, oh, you've been doing this for 42 years. That's a long time. But in many ways, it just feels like one long year. You know? yeah. um, we started out, we're still going. and. When we were doing the book a couple of years ago, you stopped to think, yeah, 40 years is a long time. We have been a lot of places and lots of things, but I guess it's just uh, the footy keeps evolving and we sort of just go along with it and um, you know, yeah. it, it, it doesn't wear, tear, wear you out. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last couple of years were tough when the, we had that spell at one stage when there was no footy for 10 weeks, <laughs> it just went to show. We can talk about anything if we have to.
0: Yeah, all of a sudden, we have to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, more power to you and to, and to the yep. group. And uh, and thanks so much for being on Food Bites. We really appreciate it. And uh, good health and good luck to you. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Look, lovely to talk to you both. And uh, when I ring off, I'm going to go and make a cup of tea and have a biscuit because all this food talk's making me hungry. It has <laughs> <laughs> <Does> that effect. <laughs> good on you, Ian. Thanks for your Thank time, you. mate. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Sarah. Say bye. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.
0: All right, there's Kobe he's, he's a nice fella. He's a Geelong supporter, so never I'd heard of something.
1: that before. Uh, when you're on the radio and you're describing the fireworks, there's a white one, there's <laughs> a green one, there's a yellow one. Uh, Theater of, of, of the mind. For
0: those of us who worked in uh, country radio in the in the <laughs> 1970s, uh, uh, doing the fireworks is like doing the MC job live on air at the debutante ball. <laughs> and now here comes uh, Rachel well, Smith. Rachel's from the Dimboola property. Out She'd the, the like to be a winter. primary
1: school teacher when she oh, leaves school.
0: So let's hear it for <laughs> Rachel. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's challenging though, isn't it? Oh, I think I'd rather do the fireworks. Anyway, there'll be fireworks here now.
1: Actually, Kevin would rather eat vegan bacon than do that, wouldn't you, Kevin?
0: I'm not sure you know. And now I, when I posted it, because I repost mm. the original post that you put up. So when I reposted it uh, on my Twitter account, I said, well, if it tastes like bacon, then maybe it's it's not that bad. Well, I've been thinking a lot about that, and I'm, I think I'm changing my mind.
1: Oh, I'd give it a crack.
0: But let's go, and uh, and now Wayne will bookend oh. this edition of the uh, of the poll. So we start with Wayne by saying, <laughs> banana skins are something people slip on for comedic effect in cartoons. Their usefulness ends
1: there. Sue Landry um, says, uh, that is a big yeah, nah from me. Uh, isn't making bacon from vegans illegal? That's funny. I think
0: that's true. Uh, and Sue Hosking said, I'm with Sue Landry. I'm pretty sure it is illegal.
1: <laughs> Sylvana, uh, I didn't know what vegan bacon was until I read your comment, that comment being that it's made out of banana skins in this instance. Uh, she says, ah, it's made from banana skins. So my answer is a definite no. Real bacon. And
0: all the way. Jane Bun says no, thank you. She's got lovely very, manners, Jane. Yes, very lovely polite. Manners.
1: Stuart says, God no. Avril says, Yuck. Doctor Joe Garris says, Vegan bacon. It doesn't even make sense.
0: Now Rebecca and Kane has got a really interesting uh, twist well, on. Rebecca this one. is a vegan. Yes, not this kind. She says, I like the ones made from wheat or soy mm. protein, and some of the mushroom ones oh. also. But the banana skin and coconut meat ones. Oh. Didn't know there was such a thing. Anyway. <laughs> Is that another non <laughs> every day. <laughs> Coconut meat. Uh, just don't quite get there. Bacon was one thing I really missed and it's quite hard to replicate in a vegan form. The ties do one that's pretty good but uh, I find the fat bits are too chewy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Might have been too much information, Rebecca, but
1: no, it's good. Now, Sarah Warby, who I must uh, say, put us onto the vegan bacon. She was oh, the okay. one who sent me the original picture and I suggested I try it. Mm-hmm. She's chucked a banana amongst the pigeons. She says, I like bananas. I'm open to trying this. Uh, the banana amongst <laughs> the pigeons. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Uh, Ross says, I don't quite understand. How do these two words yeah. go together? A very good
1: question. Oh, Ross Olden, if you need the taste of bacon, just eat bacon. Mm. Bacon, there are so many different tastes in vegetarian cooking, you don't need to seek facsimiles of meat meals. Tony Bennett.
0: (laughs) Oh, hell no. no, doesn't even deserve to use this name, bacon.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Not very much. Julie Brislin says, I can't say I've tried it, but I think I will stick with the real bacon. Pamela
0: Matthews says, the real thing or nothing at all.
1: Old croaky, you've got to be joking. That's not food. It's an imposter in a food poll. Fair Mm. enough.
0: Uh, Sheree Dodson says, no way. Only reason, only real bacon for me. I can't (laughs) stand bananas. I know a few
1: people like that. Yep. Glenn Rodder, what is vegan bacon, Paddo? And I've told him, and he said, well, Paddo, that is a big no from me. That would go straight in the rubbish bin.
0: Sam Newman says, if it really (laughs) tastes like bacon, it probably is. Vapid vegans, seriously, get out of the way.
1: It was controversial. Joylene, no way known. Kerry
0: Rodder says it's a no from me.
1: And Anne Lee says definitely no. What people who don't want to eat anything to do with animals want to eat fake meat?
0: Gee, that's a a good question. Well,
1: no, they don't want to be cruel to animals. It's more like a a moral stance in some cases. They like the taste of meat, but they don't want to hurt animals in the process.
0: And I don't think Wayne does either. And Wayne says... I don't think Wayne wants to hurt animals. Well, He's an animal lover. Wayne says... The truth in advertising, people need to get off their flabby bureaucratic <laughs> backsides oh. and do something about hippies using the name of the
1: poor, poor,
0: poor, <laughs> poor,
1: poor, poor scene?
0: poor scene. is it? Is it poor scene? I'm not sure. Is oh, it?
1: I don't know.
0: Neither do I. I've got no idea whatsoever. I don't anyway. think it's poor
1: Gene. No, I don't think it's Not like porcini mushroom. No,
0: I wouldn't have thought so. Oh, Uh, no.
1: That's a word neither of us know. No, I don't. I feel very uneducated. And I've
0: actually pre-read this. Uh, (laughs) The name of the the wonder animal in vain. Let's let's go the pork animal in vain. I respect anyone who makes their own choices, but don't preach like Tim and Tammy Baker. No, Jim, Uh, I think.
1: That's Jim. It is,
0: sorry. It is, Jim. (laughs) Tammy Faye. (laughs) I've got Tim and Jim. There you go. It should be Jim and Tammy. Anyway, uh, Jim and Tammy Baker about how evil we all... All are, and then steal our carnivore words to describe your planet based inferior foulness. It's precisely the reason in polite society that vegans are usually about as welcome as a pork chop at the last <laughs> summer. Use <laughs> words that are more relevant, rubbery, oh, really? gag inducing, and disappointing might be a good start. <laughs> oh. Bacon is a mighty god to lovers of the flesh mm. and sits atop the pyramid of meaty magnificence with pride. This monumental culinary injustice is looked upon by vegans as a product for beginners, and that makes it okay. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> that makes it like a gateway drug. So if you encourage your friends to eat things like this, then you go and buy oh. them some crack to go with it, <laughs> as opposed to crack crackly. Legal. This is by far the biggest no from me oh. ever. I would rather eat a piece of mystery meat picked out of a tramp's back molar three days after Mister Hobo had the meal it was contained in and served to me on a bed of coriander. Ooh. Oh, geez, he's gone. Yeah. He's gone berserk. Than eat this
1: bile-inducing strip of lies. Wow, he doesn't like it. I knew I he wouldn't. Think that might be a no. I'd say hate. I'd say loathe. I'd use Ann Peacock's word. I'd say he abhors it. Yes, uh, I'm. I, I don't know.
0: I, I'm. I'm thinking that if it was there and it look, and it does mm. in the photo, yeah, it, looks, it good. looks like bacon, it would smell like bacon, I would probably try it and then you would say to me, you know that's uh, vegan bacon made out of… I'll
1: learn how to make it, Kevin, and we'll give it a red hot go, shall we?
0: Oh, do you actually make… Don't you just go in the supermarket and buy it?
1: No, I'm going to learn how to make it.
0: Well, I've got a million banana skins for you because <laughs> I eat a banana every day. I've got a million banana skins.
1: Yeah, it's very good. It's full of potassium. You know, my dad used to have a song about bananas. You know what he used to sing? Oh, he used to sing. You know uh, what?
0: Sarah sings worse than I
1: do. Uh, hey. He used to sing. I'm going to sing it anyway because uh, I'm, now I'm on I'm, my train of thought now. Uh, he used to sing, I like bananas because they have no bones. That was it.
0: How old were you when he used to sing that? About three. I was going to say 17. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that is Food Bites. We've learned a lot today. We've learned uh, that Sarah can't sing and neither can I, that I don't know what P-O-R-C-I-N-E means. Neither do I. uh, And neither does Sarah. And uh, (laughs) we should go now. I should go now and so should Sarah. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the program. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.